This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Episode 212 is episode 95, paying off $105,000 of debt in 35 months with Kate from Living That Debt-Free Life. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are re-airing one of your favorite debt payoff stories. Our friend from the Instagram handle, Living That Debt-Free Life. Mm. We love these debt-free stories, debt payoff stories, and anything that's going to keep inspiring us to pay down whatever kind of debt it is that we have. So we're coming at you again with another one because we still think it's important and relevant. Another one. But first, first, our sponsors. I Heart Podcast Network. You may notice something a little (laughs) different about the show. That's because we're over the moon excited to announce that we have joined the iHeart Podcast Network. What does that mean? Well, it does take a huge load of, off of us because iHeart is taking care of all of our advertising. So we still have final say in our advertisers. You'll never hear a rando ad that we wouldn't read ourselves, but you will hear more ads. This will allow us to focus more on the show and bring you guys more free and low-cost resources that we know you love and we love bringing to you. So we hope that you're as excited as we are about this move and just know the impact that this has for Jen and I and our families. We're just we're just thrilled about it yeah. and what what this means for our time, energy and capacity. Again, we know it means more ads, but it also means that we have more that we can give to you all because it frees up time, energy, and capacity for us. So know that ultimately we hope to bring you even more great and amazing things because of this move. Absolutely. We are proud and excited because nothing else is going to change from the show. We will bring it to you on the same day every week, bill of the week every week, Even our fake sponsors will remain the same and nothing else will change except for we actually can do more of the podcast. So yeah, we are very, very excited. And we thank you for your support. We've shared this privately with some of our, with our members and then some of our other listeners and everyone's just been so supportive and like gracious. Um, And so we have the best listeners in the world and we just, we love you guys so much. We thank you. Um, and we're excited for what this move means for us. So, uh, yeah. So thank you. And uh, if you love debt-free stories as much as we do, which we know that you do, here are a few other episodes that you can queue up to listen to after this. Episode 188, we actually share three of our listeners' debt payoff stories. This is one you should definitely hear because you are very used to hearing polished debt payoff stories from people who have told their story a lot. But like, these are people like you, just our listeners that don't have like businesses or blogs or YouTube channels like behind their 
debt payoff. Like these are our frugal friends, listeners. And so episode 188 for sure. Episode 179, paying off $33,000 of debt with El Martinez that her and her husband lived on one of their incomes to pay off their debt. And then episode 171, should you focus on paying down debt right now? So 188, 179, 171, real good ones to queue up after this. Excellent. Let's get back into it. Y'all, we are sitting here with Kate from That Debt Free Life. How are you, Kate? I am so good. How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. Happy Valentine's Day as we are recording this for Valentine's Day. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you girls. Yeah. So so much love today. So much love. (laughs) I love spread the love. I Mm -hmm. love that we're having you on. I'm very, very in love with that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> nice. We're excited to talk about your story, Kate, and hear your perspective and your journey with paying down debt. And we we want to hear to kick us off. We know that your debt was all student loans. It wasn't from overspending or financial crisis. Not to say that there's something better or worse about that. It just is your story is student loan debt. What was the breaking point for you to commit to paying off your debt? So a lot of people, you know, reach that kind of I've had it moment that I'm sick and tired moment that like propels them to take action. Mm -hmm. I kind of had more of an epiphany moment. So Mm -hmm. I had $105,000 of student loan debt, which was all undergrad and law school loans, everything combined. And I was happily just paying the minimums, living my life, not thinking about getting out of debt Mm -hmm. until we suffered some job layoffs and some things that kind of just made me open my eyes. And even after we recovered from the job loss, I still did not get myself in gear. Mm -hmm. Happened was uh, we bought a, a new house in the middle of debt, right? And in the middle of buying that new house, I thought, oh, well, we've got to redecorate it and, you know, make it, you know, all the things that you typically do when you get a new house mm-hmm. may not be financially smart. But one of the things that we did was we hired a contractor to repaint our kitchen cabinets. And that took $3,000 to do. And I took $3,000 out of my savings to do that. And then after I did it, I panicked. And I was like, I've got to put this money back in quick. Mm-hmm. And so then I got intentional about putting the money back into savings And when I did that, I realized I started paying attention to my money and Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, what have I been doing with my money all this time? Like I need to get serious about paying off the student loan debt. And then about that same time where I kind of started realizing, hey, maybe you want to pay attention to your income a little bit more. Things at work were getting really stressful. And I mean, I was kind of on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. There were days where like it was just all I could do to get up and shower and like force myself to drive to the office and deal with the office stress. And so I knew that I would never be able to leave my job as a a practicing attorney with all of this debt, with this mountain of six-figure student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had this combination of realization that I I wasn't using my money correctly. I wasn't paying attention to my income, coupled with the fact that I wanted to be able to leave the practice of law and do something else which I knew I would never make happen, you know, if I kept on the path that I was going. Mm. All from painting your cabinets. <laughs> there I were love, so many other purchases in there. Like yeah. You purchased a home, you did decorating. It was oh, the painting of the uh-huh. cabinets. You know why? It's because I had to take money out of savings to do the cabinets, which is so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's an emergency to paint your cabinets, right? <laughs> so do you <laughs> like the cabinets or do oh, they represent they something so phenomenal. different for you? No, <laughs> like, the funny thing is before we did it, like I didn't realize how much I talked about painting the cabinets. And when we finally did it, you know, my family was like, you know, you talked about that like every week. I was like, what? I did? So obviously I loved it. Obviously, you know, it was a good expenditure and I look at the kitchen and I love it, but it was a wake-up <laughs> call, a wake-up call. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So how do you feel about practicing law now that you're debt-free? Is it different or you still kind of feel the same way about it? So it's a really good question. Um, of course, it's still stressful. 
that, you know, doesn't change whether I'm debt free or not. But what really does change, because I'm, I'm still practicing, I have not left the practice of law, which is something people always ask me about, you know, are you, are you actually going to leave now? And the thing that I learned after becoming debt free is that now I'm going to work as an attorney because I'm choosing to, not mm-hmm. because I have to, because I have no other choice because I have debt to pay off. Mm-hmm. When you're doing something that you're choosing versus doing something that you're forced into doing because you've made poor financial decisions in the past, it's a, it's a total game changer. So mm-hmm. yes, there is still stress. Maybe one day I might leave the practice of law, but I've learned to look at it totally different because now it's um, something that I'm choosing to stay in. And now all of that salary that I earn, I get to keep for me and for my future and for investing and doing what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I've been suffering through the law, right, for all these years for my creditors. But now it's like, I want to keep that money for me, you know, like, so now the moment that I finally get to keep my money for myself is not the moment that I want to leave yet. You know, Mm -hmm. key word is choosing, you now get to choose. that, That can make all the difference when you suddenly feel a freedom, then things may not seem as daunting or as overwhelming. It seems more manageable because you can leave at any moment. But I also like that that's your mindset, that it's not as if, great, I accomplished this goal. All right, now I'm just gonna go relax on the couch. It's, well, now I see the momentum and what this could do for other aspects of my life. And this is something I can choose to do. I have the freedom to do that. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I learned from finally paying off the debt and becoming debt free, mm. that becoming debt free is really kind of the beginning of my journey. You know, my whole, uh, it took us mm-hmm. to pay off this debt. And for all those three years, my mindset was like, okay, that's the end goal. It's the end game, pay off the debt. That's the end. And once I got there, I realized there is so much more financially speaking that I want to accomplish that mm-hmm. being free will allow. And so really paying off the debt and becoming debt free is kind of just the the beginning of my financial journey. Yeah. People don't understand that when they are paying off their debt, because it seems like such a big task. They're just looking towards the end of the debt payoff and they're not thinking beyond. But yeah, that's so true that because we didn't realize it either. But when we paid off our debt was really the like point zero. Mm-hmm. of our financial journey. It's when we were able to start making decisions for ourselves about what we were going to do with our money because before the decisions were made for us. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it's such an exciting time. You're in such an exciting time right now. <laughs> That's right, because you just paid off your debt in November of 2019. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Congratulations. I mean, we're, yes. we're relatively Oof. on the cusp of that, although I'm sure four months feels like you've been able to do so many other things. But... That's amazing. It still feels kind of unbelievable each day. Each paycheck I get, I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do yes. with this bad boy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And there is such a, by the time you finish, there's such a momentum built up. And mm-hmm. I think when when we were paying off our debt, we paid off 78000 in two years. We were ready to like take a step back. And, and I think like Dave Ramsey says, like, once you're done paying off your debt, you like don't have to be gazelle intense anymore. But once we were done is when I was like, yeah, now I'm ready to be gazelle intense. Like I was tired before right? and I was worn out, but now I have all this income and I'm ready yes. to be gazelle intense about something else. I just have to find what that is. <laughs> right, because and, you've been working for a goal for so many years, you know, or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in your case, in my case. And it's like, okay, well, what what now am I going to throw all that focused energy into? Like, what is my next goal that I'm going to get excited about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when people are just starting out, what are some of the things that you did to get that ball rolling? So like expenses, side hustles, like what did you do to to get your ball rolling? So we cut a lot of expenses that we were using um, that we decided it wasn't worth paying for anymore, that we would rather send that money to debt instead. And so some of the things that we cut, we had a family membership to the YMCA. We really weren't using it. I mean, if you're using it, that's one thing, but like nobody ever went. So we dropped it. 
And we don't really miss it, which was kind of surprising. You know, some of the things were like, oh, we're, we can't cut this. We can't live without it. And when we finally pulled the plug, it was like, no, no turning back, you know? Mm-hmm. So we got rid of the YMCA membership. We had a storage facility where we just had tons of junk, you know, mainly my husband's, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so Junk to you, treasures to him, I'm sure. Oh, right, right. 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 That's, that's debatable, but yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we got rid of that. We started kind of on a minimalism kick, selling everything out of there, selling things around our house, you know, realizing that like once we started selling a bunch of things to get out of debt, we started thinking like, we don't really need a lot to be happy. Um, and so we just started selling everything in sight. Um, you know, like I switched to eyeglasses. So I was wearing contacts before and I switched to glasses. So I don't have all that, you know, I was wearing daily contacts and it was just buying contacts, mm. all, all that good stuff. So that's, we saved money that way. I quit getting my nails done. Every month we did a 15 day no spin challenge. So every month, 15 days out of that month, we decided we would not spend anything that was discretionary. So if we had to like buy a medical prescription or pay the utility bill, mm-hmm. certainly, you know, that that did not count. But in terms of just spending, just discretionary spending, we committed 15 days every month to just do no spending. And what I love about doing that is after we did that for a year, it equates to six months out of the year of not spending. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that because I talk about no spend challenges a lot and how to customize them. And I think you should customize them. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to follow rules that somebody else has made for your no spend challenge. You could do what works for you. And just 15 days, they don't have to be consecutive. Right. They can be. It's whatever you want. That equates to six months of not spending. Yes. That's crazy. If you started out and you said, okay, I'm going to go six months without spending this year. Like that would be an no. insurmountable, impossible task. Like mm-hmm. I'd never be able to do it. But when you just take it day by day and when they're not consecutive for me, I found that like not having to do them consecutively was helpful mm-hmm. because if I mm-hmm. spent one day, let's say I went and got some Starbucks, like my whole plan was not tanked because of that spending. I still had several days left. I could, you know, hunker down and not spend. And so it, that's what worked for me. So mm-hmm. with you, you know, mm. it's asking me like, yeah. what are the rules? And my first rule is like you say, like, there are no rules, like just divide yes. thing that works for you, that mm-hmm. you challenged and that, you know, you can stick to it. That's not yeah. too difficult that you just give up and throw in the towel. And- It's a manageable challenge, almost even gamifying it a bit that it's like you said, it's breaking it down into bite sized pieces. It's not saying six months out of the year, I'm not going to spend. It's just every month, find two weeks or a a day here and there until it adds up to 15 days that month. Like there's something kind of fun and alluring Mm -hmm. about that approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. I like it even more because I doing a no spend challenge allows you, it forces you to take a step back and think about your spending and your actions. And when those days aren't planned out, you have to actually take another step back and think about your days and planning and your schedule. And then you start evaluating like, how do my days look? How do my weeks look? What can I cut out? Stuff like that. And so it just adds this another like mental layer to explore. And I love that. Absolutely. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month, 
New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and makes sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code frugal at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and enter code frugal at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash frugal code frugal. So I'm going off script here a little bit, but because it's Valentine's Day and we're all about love, I'm so curious about the dynamic between you and your husband during this time, being that this debt was all yours. And I know everybody approaches money differently in marriage. Sometimes it's it's all ours. All the money's ours, all the debt's ours, doesn't matter how it came to be. And then others, it's like, no, you've got your bank account. I got my bank account. Good luck. How mm-hmm. How did that go, especially with how serious you all had to be with cutting things out, selling things, doing your own version of a no spend. How did that go with your husband? So he was on board from the get-go. You know, he understood how just devastating having this debt was on me and how Mm. it affected me emotionally so much, just the, the weight of it. And so he understood that. But I think throughout our journey, you know, because it really was my debt, something that I brought into the marriage, he didn't have anything, you know, like he didn't have a car payment, like he had nothing. So I think that he didn't really feel ownership over it as much as I did. Like he was on board, like, yeah, let's pay it off. But I don't, mm. he felt the pressure of paying it off. Like I did, um, mm. he was always supportive, like of, of that being our goal and wanted that to be our goal because I think he understood like once that is done, he really, as much as I'm like a, a lover of paying down debt, like that was just so fun for me. And I really love that. He's like <laughs> yeah. an investment guy. Like he wants to invest. And so mm-hmm. we didn't get to where we wanted to be in terms of investment until we, um, until we got the debt out of the way. So, you know, I won't say that he was excited about paying off the debt nearly as much as I was. And I think it's just because he didn't have that ownership of it like I did. Mm-hmm. But now, sure. you know, he was supportive. He was on supportive. Board. Yeah. He probably was. You've got to be on board when you're cutting the Y and selling his, his treasures <laughs> yes. around the house. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, go through this box in the garage. What can I sell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds like you found a good one, Kate. Oh, I hope you sure. guys are able to celebrate Valentine's Day to, if that's what you want. Yes, <laughs> uh, but it's funny. That's it's a similar story to Jen and I as well. Both her and I are the ones who brought the student loan debt into our marriages. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we found some supportive husbands. But man, yeah, we're, we're, we're a group of ladies bringing in the debt, <laughs> buying things we couldn't afford. <laughs> Cheers to that! <laughs> Cheers to being educated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Travis brought Travis brought a little bit of debt. He'll listen to this. He, we don't want to leave him out. He brought a little bit. Of, okay. But, okay. He was much more fiscally responsible than me, but I also still have to tell him to sell things out of the garage. So he's a, he's a borderline hoarder and he loves, yeah, he loves stuff. So, so it took you three years to pay off all this debt. And even as an attorney, I think sometimes we look at attorneys and doctors paying off their student loan debt, like maybe a little differently. That's just like a bias that some people have. But your story was so, so normal, so mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we just think of it differently, I, especially mm-hmm. in the financial independence community, that it's maybe a little bit more attainable for people that have certain incomes or not even incomes, just certain professions. Like we don't right. know how much the like people are making and we just assume that they're making a lot more. Right. But three years to pay off one hundred five thousand dollars of debt 
is the same as I've seen other people do it in the same amount of time, you know, on teacher salaries and other stuff like that. So this is so doable no matter what your occupation is. Yes. Um, but it just takes motivation and persistence and staying with it. Mm, yeah. So like, how did you maintain motivation over those three years? So I did a lot of different things because, you know, three years is a long time to stick with a goal. It's a long time to sacrifice financially to meet a goal. Um, so one of the things that I did was I always broke up what I wanted to accomplish, kind of like in those bite-sized chunks, like we were talking in terms of no spending. So every month I set a goal for myself of what I wanted to accomplish that month. And then I kind of zoomed out and decided, okay, if I'm going to make this goal in three years, this is what I've got to do for those three years. And this is what I've got to do on a monthly basis to hit it. And every month I would set those goals and check in on myself and make sure that I was hitting them. But you know, kind of in terms of motivation, some of the things that I love to do was I used visuals. So I made like total nerd here, but I made, you know, charts and graphs and all kinds of visuals to track my progress. So I could just look at it and see how far I've come and how much I have left to go, which was really motivating for me. And I know a lot of people do like those charts where they color them in so they can visually see their progress. I didn't really do that. But what I did do was I made something called the chains of debt. I loved that. I loved watching you do this <laughs> so, on Instagram. Yes. So the chains of debt is just like a paper chain, like you'd make at Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. just a paper chain. And each piece of paper was $250, I think. It, it's been a, a few weeks since I've, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgotten it. I've already right, forgotten right. the chain. So <laughs> 200 or 500, I can't remember, but I made each chain um, a dollar amount. And this chain, you guys, was so ugly. Make it ugly. That will <laughs> get rid of it, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's nice decoration. I'll just leave it up. It yeah. looks cute. It was so hideous. And it, I hung it in my bedroom. So it was like one of the first things I saw every moment. Every moment oh, I woke my up. gosh. And I'm like, I can't wait to get this thing out of here. It's so hideous. But what I love about doing the pain mm. as opposed to like the coloring, and this is really kind of my husband's idea, is that the paper chain gets smaller and smaller and smaller over time. So you can see your debt physically mm-hmm. diminishing. Whereas like if you're coloring something in, it's getting bigger and bigger. So for me, mm. that I could just watch my debt disappearing before my eyes. And so mm, wow. it's really motivating to just see it, you know, and it's a little overwhelming at first when we, when we hung it up and it was like, you know, 17 miles long. <laughs> but like the, the end, length of your small intestine. Yes. Oh my <laughs> Go wrap around the world a few times. So, <laughs> so I really loved that. And then one other thing that, you know, I would recommend to anyone that we did or that I did was I started this Instagram account, right? So I started an Instagram account at that debt-free life specifically designed just to document my journey. Like when I became mm. that account, it wasn't really to like help people or inform them or teach them. Like, <laughs> I, just, like I didn't even consider that, you know, yeah. it was just to keep me on track. And I'll tell you like the first year that I did this journey, I was not on Instagram and I only paid off $17,000 that year. And then the other two years I paid like 45 thousand or 40, something like that. So it was a significant difference because I had that accountability. Mm. That's why I love, you know, social media for that reason. Like if you can't get a a good accountability partner in your life, you can get a fantastic team of accountability partners if you turn to social media and just Mm. are comfortable putting your story out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I love so much of the tips you just gave. That paper chain is brilliant. Yes. It almost reminds me of the cash envelope system. Bear with me. The idea that we do better with finances if we have physical representations of it and we kind of feel it. You don't have a physical representation of your debt unless you're looking at it all the time and you have that reminder. So this really provided a physical reminder, which it sounds like helped to keep you on track phenomenally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. 
Thank you. <laughs> Jill's got them all. Jill's got all the good analogies. <laughs> Talking about the small intestine, yes. the visual yes. reminders. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And your Instagram, you have over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. People have just like loved what you've been saying because your Instagram is super helpful. Like you may not have intended to start out this way, but you definitely <laughs> got there. Thank like you. you're, yeah. A year into my our debt payoff, I started my first blog for the same reason. I just needed some accountability. I needed to put it out there. And to me, helping people was my way of maybe staying motivated. Yes. And, and it did. Mm-hmm. And I felt that second year went by a lot quicker than the first year. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly because I was trying to invest in people to get, you know, to help them get where I was. Yes. And, and yeah, that is what you've done on Instagram. You've done such a great job. If you are on Instagram, she's, uh, Kate's at, at that debt free life. And, uh, you will not be disappointed. And you can see the paper chain and the, <laughs> the chain, of debt, cool. <laughs> chain of debt. And the thing that I'll say about social media and doing, you know, kind of what you and I are doing in terms of our social media is that for me, I made a goal on my Instagram to post every single day something finance related, something about my journey, something that would maybe help others. Mm. And when you were thinking about it every single day and people are asking you questions and you're talking about it all the time, it's hard to fall off the wagon, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. stay disciplined and to stay where you need to be when you're constantly, when it's constantly on your mind and in your conversations and surrounding yourself with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You've given us so much good advice already, Kate, but what is the best piece of advice you might have for someone who is just starting their debt-free journey right at the beginning, right at that painted the cabinets last week stage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's got, it's really such a difficult question and it's one that people ask me all the time and I quite honestly never really know how to answer it. There are so many different mm. pieces of advice you can give. Um, you know, one piece of advice I would say is just to believe that it can happen. You know, your mindset is so critical to your success. I know a lot of people in that, you know, painting the cabinet stage, they think like, (laughs) I will never be out of debt. And I Mm -hmm. became debt free. I did a live debt payoff, my final debt payment. I did it live on Instagram and it's saved there to my Instagram TV stories. You can see it if you want to, but during that broadcast, I pulled out my journal from those painting the kitchen cabinet moments. And I went through and I read my journal to you guys. And it was filled with things like, this debt will never be paid. I'm <laughs> out of debt. Will I ever be able to do this? Like just total discouragement because I didn't think that it could be mm. in the beginning. But I just want to say that like, no matter where you are, single income, single mom, dual income earners, no matter if you've got six figures of debt or, you know, less than that or more than that, like anyone can do it. It absolutely can be done. Whoever is listening to this podcast, like 100% you, yes, you can do it if you will just stick to the plan. So make your plan, stick to it. And, you know, a lot of times and we talked about today, a lot of times we talk about motivation. And one of the pieces of advice that I give people who who are asking about how to get out of debt is honestly, motivation really doesn't matter. You've got to learn to be disciplined. So if you Mm, discipline, preach, yes, Mm -hmm. like you don't want to do it. Like you don't want to spend, you know, that money. You don't want to send it to student loan. You want to go blow it on a shopping spree or whatever. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter what you want to do. You just have to do what you have to do. So if you can devise a plan and be disciplined, you'll get out of debt. That's all you need. Knowledge and discipline. That's all you need. Yes. Mm. Good word. Wow. Can't top that. Nope. Other than (laughs) just going to the best time of the week. Yeah, that's a perfect segue to the Bill of the Week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill 
every week, we ask our listeners or our guests to share with us their favorite bill. Do you have a bill for us? I have a bill and it is kind of a play on words. So I don't know if this will count. Yes. Oh Uh, man. Girl, bring it. (laughs) My favorite bill is my playbill from The Lion King in New York. So when we came debt free in November, that very next month in December, we did a bucket list item, which has been on my bucket list for a hundred years. And that is to go to New York City at Christmas time. And while we were there, we saw The Lion King, which is something I've been wanting to see on Broadway for a while. So if that counts, (laughs) I will say that. That absolutely counts. We've never had that one. So, wow. Well done. (laughs) And how was it? The Lion King on Broadway. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It was spectacular. Spectacular. (sighs) Oh, that's amazing. How long were you in New York City for? We were there for about five days. So it was glorious. Glorious. Wow. Mm. Traffic's terrible that time of year, but (laughs) glad you went. Yes. (laughs) The beauty out overshadows it. Traffic's always terrible, let's be real, but even more terrible if you can imagine that. But amazing when you get to see (laughs) the Lion King on Broadway. (laughs) But the traffic. (laughs) Hey, even Christmas songs talk about it, so I feel like that's okay. (laughs) That's great. Traffic is how do they say oh. it? Ridiculous. That's not it. I don't know. <laughs> Terrific. You wow. Terrific. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you have been through the traffic and you have a bill to share with us, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe and uh we will play your bill on the air. Whether it took you hours of traffic to get to or not. We'll play it. <laughs> Focusing in on the wrong things. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> to go off the rails. Cool. All right. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, FlowHealth, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. And now it's time for our second favorite time of the week. The lightning round. I'm not wasting any time. Nope. We are shooting off uh, our favorite or the things we're looking uh, looking or looked forward to buying the most after debt freedom. So we are all in different stages of debt freedom. I've been debt free for two years. Kate's just debt free. Jill's still working on it. And so we'll get there soon, guys. Yeah, you're, you're going, you're going. So we're getting there. You'll get a different perspective on everybody's answer. Um, So, Kate, as our guest, please go first. But first thing, thing you're looking forward to most about buying or that you have bought. So the 
big thing that we are looking forward to buying is new kitchen floors. If you've been a longtime follower of mine on Instagram, you have seen my horrible kitchen tile floors that are legit broken, like a <laughs> hundred pieces, like terrible, but we didn't want to replace them while we were on our debt-free journey because we had a mission. So now that it's done, it's going to be several thousand to replace them. But that's one of our um, first things that we want to do in terms of, you know, uh, fixing up the house after after having mm. that freedom. So home renovations. Yeah, so this is nice floors to go with those yes. nice cabinets. Yeah, You've right? learned <laughs> since the cabinets. Yeah. yeah. Don't dip so into funny. savings. It's Good like wearing you. a really nice top and sweatpants. Right. Like, Right. You gotta <laughs> But I will say the first thing that we did do the second after we became debt free was take that trip, right? To New York. Yeah. So that was like the bucket list item, crossing off mm. the bucket list item. Now that that's dream trip on the other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's three, four, five, six, seven things down the list to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is gonna sound like teacher's pet answer, but it it's honest. It's real for where I'm at right now. I'm looking forward to putting the money that we are accustomed to putting towards debt into savings. I don't, I travel a ton with my job. We've been able to go on really inexpensive vacations. Like that's just, it doesn't hold much for me right now as far as, you know, what your typical, what you hear typical goals might be. Uh, for me, it's really just putting that money towards savings and kind of getting up over that hump and the excitement for seeing the exponential growth in that direction for long-term goals, like possibly buying a house, if that's even what we want to do. Let's be honest, living in a camper is fun and cheap. Frugal, <laughs> I mean, it's frugal. <laughs> it's inexpensive. So Ooh. yeah, that's that's my boring, honest answer. Oh my goodness. No, I think so, so many simple. people can relate to that though. Yeah. I feel like you know, every particularly when you go back and you look at and you're like, oh, I spent X thousands of dollars on debt this year. Everyone thinks of themselves, I can't wait till mm-hmm. that's our money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a great, yep. great response. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love you're so easy to please. It's why it's why we work well together. Because yes. I I require a lot and you are you are pleased by the simple things. Minimalist at heart. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, spe- speaking of, uh, I am a little bougie. I The first thing we bought was a cruise because I wanted to go on a cruise. I love cruises. I yeah. am not a big world traveler. Um, I don't enjoy that. I, we had an Airbnb guest the other day that said they went to, they visited Honduras and I was like, that sounds horrible. And I just, I like cruises. And we stayed at our first all-inclusive resort in December. And I still think about it. I still miss it. It was four four or five days. And all I'd want to do was go back. So yeah, we, we took a cruise and that was great. And it's another, Travis and I don't travel well together unless everything is included. Because mm-hmm. we'll fight about money. I love that you know it. that about yourselves, yeah. though. That's so yeah. brilliant. So that's another reason I don't enjoy traveling, unless it is a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Or if you find any other ways to travel where everything's included, just like let me know, because I will also try those things. <laughs> so that's mine. My love it. My I don't know if it's bougie or if like I've just been in Florida for so long, like. I have a retiree's mindset. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can get cruises right from where you're at. Right? So why yeah. wouldn't you? We just drive 20 minutes and we're at the port. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am going to still travel. I enjoy it. It's just not the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did go to you did go to wine country and I was jealous of that. I did. I did. Because I want to take the wine train. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I love that. I, I do have list. some feedback on that though. It might not actually be all that you want it to be, but we'll Dang talk it. about that later. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the wine train later. Yeah. Kate, thank you so much for hanging out with us yeah. this yes. morning. Thank you for having um, me on. I loved it. Where can people find more about you and what you're doing this year? 
So they can check out the blog, and that is www.living.debtfreelife.com. And then I am also on Instagram at That Debt Free Life. Those are the two main places where I hang out. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this replay. We hope that you enjoyed it. If it was your second time around, you got more out of it. If you had never heard it before, we hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I mean, to follow up on that lightning round, we did buy another cruise. (laughs) We had not been on another cruise since we became debt free, but we did go on another one. Yeah. Because I love them. Oh, it's so fun to look back and see what we've journeyed with you all. It's interesting to me to think about those who binge our podcast episodes, like what happens as you see four years of our lives. (laughs) We've gone through a lot of shifts. So that's a crazy journey for you all. But for me, looking back, it has literally been a long time. And, And I think I have really experienced that joy and and excitement. And I've seen that pendulum swing from going hard at debt payoff to now having surplus of money that, although it doesn't always feel that way because we're cash flowing renovations on our home, but that's what being debt-free has afforded us to be able to do some really amazing upgrades to our home without going into further debt. So that's my update on that lightning round. Oh, that's so awesome. So yeah, thanks for listening. Many of you know we actually have a private community where we do um, monthly money challenges to help people sustain motivation to pay off debt because one of the hardest things about paying off debt isn't actually transferring money to the account. It's staying focused and staying motivated. And so we have a membership that helps people with motivation. And then we also offer accountability groups. And we actually want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. So this is from Julie L. And we have a we have a course inside called Personal Finance Simplified. It's just a personal finance 101 course that is totally optional. But she was commenting on module one of the course. She said, my small in parentheses, big to me things for module one. She says, I've been feeling like I don't know where to start this journey. So I just dove in with these things. I shifted some money into my savings account. I canceled two credit cards that were hanging out in my wallet. I wrote down my quote unquote financial vampires. Uh, She says in parentheses, things I spend money on each month, but kind of forget about. Um, I just wanted to know what it all added up to. And then I got my free credit scores. That was super hard for me. But as it turned out, it was a pleasant surprise. Who knew? So congrats, Julie, for making these small little steps so early on in in the program. Yeah, well done, Julie. And thank you all for listening. Again, if you want to check out our monthly challenge community and the Personal Finance Simplified course, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club to see what challenge we have coming up next. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Jill. Jen. Uh, when this comes out, you'll be in Mexico, right? <gasps> oh my gosh. What day is this? The 13th. Yes. Yeah. It will be one day after our 10 year anniversary. Our 10 year anniversary is on the 12th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're about to return from Mexico shortly. If you're listening to this on the day it airs, but I'm how so was Mexico? Excited. Mexico is phenomenal. I'm going to name it and claim it. (laughs) Beautiful weather, awesome food, time celebrating 10 years of marriage to Eric. He's wonderful. Yes, 10 years. I mean, I'm glad you guys got married because that's how I met you. So... (laughs) Thanks, Eric. I'm glad we got married too. I mean, who who knew? We we didn't we didn't hardly know. I mean, we knew. We weren't we weren't <laughs> stupid. We definitely what obviously made a know? good decision. Oh, I was like, 
I'm just saying like we were so young, you know, yeah. like I, I feel like it could go, it, it, it could, it was like Either a 50, 50 toss yeah. up, you know, <laughs> but turns out like I really did make a good decision at like 23. Wow. And so, you can't say that a lot of, about a lot of decisions at 23. No, um, but that's great. But my 23 year old self chose a solid person who is developing into an even more solid person. Mm. And that's phenomenal. It's a beautiful gift. Sometimes you just get lucky. And <laughs> I feel that. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I made an informed decision. Right. It's just like you you still don't know. There's always We're an not element promised of anything. Unknown. Yeah. So, right. I don't know. Right. I, I still don't know who am I going to be in 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. I could be awful. Yeah. You've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it. You might be what on the path. I just leaned into that side of myself? <laughs> I'm going to try. That's I, I'm going to try real hard to keep you from that side of yourself, Jill. Okay. I'm going to okay. make that a priority Thanks. in my life uh, to keep you from that edge. Yeah, so that I can see 20 years with Eric and 10 years business partner with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Let's do it. Yes. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.